Good evening and welcome to our Sunday night study of the creation account of the Bible from Mercedes Baptist Church in Albany, Georgia. I'm Pastor Chris Hall, pastor of Mercedes Baptist Church, and welcome to our Sunday night time of worship. We say welcome to all of those in our sanctuary tonight, as well as all of those who are joining us through our uh, social media outlets. It's good to be in the Lord's house at the end of the Lord's day. I always say the best way to end the Lord's day is in the Lord's house with God's people in a time of worship and praise and adoration to our Lord. On Sunday nights, we're studying the creation account. We'll be focusing in on Genesis chapters 1, 2, and 3. And we'll be looking at the account that God himself has presented to us of how he created all that there is. And it's a very interesting part of the Bible, but more, than, more so than interesting, it is inspirational for us because it reminds us that there is a God, a creator God, and that creator God is the God of the Bible. And not only is he the creator of all of the universe, but more personally, he's our creator as well. And we are accountable to him for how we live our life, and we're accountable to him for how we live the life that he blesses us to have, and he blesses us to live. And so last Sunday night, uh, we began our study by looking at Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, and we looked at how God introduced himself in the Bible, in the very first verse of the Bible, in the foundational part of the Bible. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And so we looked last week at how God introduced himself. Now tonight we stay in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, and we begin to look at the creation story as God dictated that story to Moses, the human author of the book of Genesis. And so again, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, the Bible declares this, that God created the universe, that God is the author of creation, that God, the God of the Bible, is the one who created everything that there is. And Genesis chapter 1 is God's own eyewitness account of the creation of the universe. Now the word created in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 is from the Hebrew word bara. Now that word in the original language basically means to create something out of nothing. There was nothing, and then God created what he created. He created all that there is out of nothing. Now that is something that only God can do. Man can create, but he must take what God has already created to create what he creates. Man cannot create anything out of nothing. He must take that which is already available, that which God has already made, to make what he makes. But God created everything there is out of nothing. And so Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 says, 
that the universe began, creation began at a specific point and as a, at a specific time in the past. Creation began when the infinite, eternal, personal, triune God of the Bible created all that there is, all that you can see and all that you can't see. All that there is, that which is visible to us and that which is invisible to us. God created all that there is out of nothing. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3 says this, By faith we understand that the universe was created by the Word of God, so that that which is seen has been made from things that did not exist. The writer of Hebrews says, we know this by faith. It's not a blind faith. There's plenty of evidences to the fact that the God of the Bible is the creator of all that there is. But we know this by faith, that God has created all that there is, and he created it out of nothing. So first of all, I want to answer this question from Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, and these, these verses that tell us of the creation work of God. How did God create the heavens and the earth? How did God create all that there is out of nothing? Well, in Genesis chapter, chapter 1, verse 3, the Bible says that God said, let there be light, and there was light. Genesis chapter 1, verses 6 and 7, God said, and something was created. Genesis chapter 1, verse 9, then God said. Genesis chapter 1, verse 11, then God said. Genesis chapter 1, verses 14 and 15, then God said. Genesis chapter 1, verse 20, then God said. Genesis chapter 1, verse 24, then God said. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, then God said. God created all that there is by the power of his word. God spoke and all things were created at a particular point in eternity. The eternal God spoke everything there is into existence. Psalm 33, verses 6 and 9 says this, By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. For he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. So how did God create? God created by speaking. He spoke, and it was done. Second of all, I want us to look from the creation account and answer this question. How long did God take to create the universe? How long did it take God to create all that there is? Well, God is God. He is infinite in His power. He is infinite in His ability. God could have created all that there is in an instant. 
He could have created all that there is in six milliseconds. He could have created all that there is in six minutes. He could have created all that there is in six hours. But the Bible says that God took six days to create the universe. Now the Hebrew word translated day, as we shall see in the creation account, first day, second day, third day, the Hebrew word translated that is translated day in the Genesis account is the word yom. By far the most common usage of the word, word yom in the Old Testament is to refer to a 24-hour day. A day as we know a day, a 24-hour day. This word also is used to refer to the daylight portion of the day. Also this word in the original language was used to refer to an age, like the day of the Lord. So how do we know that the days of creation were 24-hour days, days as we are familiar with, and not ages, not eons of time that God called a day. Many believe that the days of creation were not literal 24-hour days, but ages of time, eons of time that God referred to as a day. So how do we know what we believe that God created all that there is in six literal 24-hour days? Well, we know there are five reasons for what we believe. Number one, everywhere in the Old Testament where the word yom appears with the modifying terms of morning and evening, as is true in the creation account, when those modifying terms are associated with the word yom or day, that always refers to a 24-hour day, morning and evening, day one. That refers to a 24-hour day. That is always true in the Old Testament when you find the word yom and those modifying terms of morning and evening. Another reason why we believe that the days of creation were literal 24-hour days is that everywhere in the Bible where the word for day is modified with a number, such as the sixth day or in five days, when you find a when you find a, a modifying number associated with the word day, it always refers to a 24-hour day. Day one of creation. Day two of creation. When you have that, that modifying number associated with a day, in the Old Testament it always refers to a 24-hour day, not eons of time and not ages of time. Here's the third reason why we believe that the days of creation were literal 24-hour days. There's absolutely no indication whatsoever to suggest that in the straightforward account of Genesis chapter 1, 
that the six days of creation were anything other than six normal 24-hour days. Now, someone may say, well, the sun was not created until later in the week of creation. Well, it's not the sun that determines the number of hours in a day. It is God who determines that. And when it came time to create the sun, he set the sun on that timer. It's God who determined the 24-hour day, not the sun. The fourth reason why we believe that the days of creation were literal 24-hour days is that the original readers of the book of Genesis were not scientists. They were not Hebrew scholars. The original readers of the book of Genesis were mostly uneducated people, former slaves, who would understand that the days of creation specifically refer to 24-hour periods of time, just like they were familiar with and just like we are familiar with. The fifth reason why we believe that the days of creation were literal 24-hour days is that in Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 through 11, God commanded the Israelites to work six literal 24-hour days and then rest on the seventh day. And God said that was because you work six days, observe the Sabbath on the Sabbath day, and in that passage God says that is because He created all that there is. He Himself created all that there is. He worked Himself six literal days in creating all that there is, and then He Himself rested on the Sabbath, on the seventh day. So as God worked for six days and rested on the seventh day, in, in Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 through 11, God gave the, told the nation of Israel, so you are to work six literal 24-hour days and rest on the seventh yourself in honor of God's work of creation. Listen to that passage. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all of your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and he hallowed it. So God, who, have, who could have created everything there is in a millisecond, God, who, who created everything there is, He could have created it in six minutes, in six seconds, in six hours, but God chose to take six days to create the universe. And He did so because from the very beginning, God was establishing a pattern and a rhythm of life for mankind. As God took six days to complete the work of creation, then we are to do our work for six days. And then as God took a day of rest, we are to take a day of rest as well. 
to replenish our bodies, to replenish our soul, and to focus on worshiping the Lord. To try to take and make the days of creation to represent billions of years, each day representing billions of years, not only denies the plain teaching of the Bible, it also denies the rhythm of life and the pattern of life that God purposely established for mankind when he created the heavens and the earth. And so we believe that God created all that there is in six literal 24-hour days. That's what the Bible teaches. And then God rested on the seventh. The third question we want to look at tonight is this. When did creation happen? At a particular point in eternity, God stepped forward and created all that there is in six 24-hour days. When did this happen? Now, evolution says that the universe is billions of years old. But according to the text, according to the creation account, according to the timeline of the Bible, that cannot be true. The world is not billions and billions and billions of years old. According to the Bible, and you have a timeline from the time of Adam, from the day of Adam, who was created on the sixth day of creation, we have a timeline in the Bible from Adam even up to this present point of time. Here's what the Bible teaches. From the time of creation, to Abraham was about 2,000 years. You can follow the timeline of the Bible and establish that. Then from Abraham to the time of Jesus was about 2,000 more years. And then from the time of Jesus until now, where we are now in history has been about 2,000 more years. And so the Bible puts the time of creation somewhere around 6,000 years ago. Not billions and billions of years as those who believe in evolution believe and teach. But then many people say, well, how could this be? Scientists tell us that they have proved that the age of the earth is billions of years old. They claim that by carbon dating, that that says that they have found bones and fossils, they say, are thousands and millions of years old. So how do we reconcile what evolution says? that creation is billions of years old with what the Bible says, that everything was created 6,000 or so years ago. Well, the answer to that question is surprisingly very simple. It's simple because this is true. The measurements of evolution are all off. <laughs> Because in the evolutionary scheme of things, 
Evolution assumes that it took billions of years for the earth and for life to evolve and develop to its present state. But here's what is true. In reality, God instantly created earth and life. And all that there is, when He created all that there is, He created it as fully developed with the appearance of age and maturity. And so when evolutionists want to measure time, they don't understand. 6,000 years ago, when God created all that there is, He created it with the appearance of age and the appearance of development and maturity. It didn't take a billion years to get to that point. God created everything at that point with the appearance of age and maturity. But because evolutionists deny the God of creation, they believe in their minds that it took billions of years to reach to that point of creation. But the Bible tells us that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and He did it in six literal 24-hour days, and He did it like 6,000 years ago, and we can find that through the timeline of the Bible. Not only is the measurement of evolutionists wrong, when it comes to calculating how long ago God created all that there is, they also discount and do not count on the devastating effects of the fall of man on creation and the devastating effects of the flood of Noah on creation. They just misinterpret what they see and mismeasure what they see because their theory of evolution does not comport with the creation account that is found in the Bible. A little over 6,000 years ago, the God of the Bible chose to take six days, He could have done it in six seconds, to speak all that there is into creation. God, the God of the Bible, is the Creator of all that there is. Now, if you believe in creationism as we have presented it, and as the Bible clearly presents it, and a lot of people today, especially many in the church, want to try to somehow find a compromise with evolution. So they say that God used evolution to create all that there is. That the, the six days of creation don't represent literal 24-hour days, but eons and ages of time. But my friend, the biblical evidence does not support that. In fact, as you study the precise language of the creation account that's found in the book of Genesis, you can see how God took care to make it clear that the theory of evolution could never be fit into the Bible's description of the creation of all that there is. And so we believe that the God of the Bible is the Creator who created all things. A little over 6,000 years ago, or somehow 6,000 years ago, He did it in six literal 24-hour days. He rested on the seventh. 
He created all that there is with the appearance of age, with the appearance of maturity and development. It didn't take billions of years to get to that point. God created it in that moment when he spoke. Now, of course, that is not accepted by the intelligentsia of this day, and people, those kinds of people would describe someone like me really as unintelligent and duped into believing something that is obviously not true. But I can tell you this, I stand on the Word of God and I know what the Word of God clearly teaches that cannot be compromised and cannot be turned in any way. The Bible teaches us that the God of the Bible is the God of creation and it tells us precisely how He created all that there is. Now we close with this question. If God, the God of the Bible, is our creator, then what does that mean for us? If the God of the Bible is your creator, now you know the biology of how you came into being, but my friend, there's a theology of how you came into being as well, and that is that ultimately God is your creator. He knit you together in your mother's womb. He made you who you are. He made you unique. God is your creator. And so if the God of the Bible is your creator and my creator, what does that mean for us? It means that we should love Him. It means that we should worship Him. It means that we should thank Him. We should honor Him. We should seek Him because He has placed the desire to seek Him in our hearts. Though many deny it and fight against it, we should seek Him. It also means that we are accountable to Him. That one day we will all stand before the God who made us and give an account to Him for how we live the life that He has given to us. It also means that this God who made us loves us. He loves us and He cares for us. We are separated from Him because we have chosen to sin. We were born with a sinful nature, but when we got old enough to know better, we chose to sin. We are separated from the God who is our Creator because of our sin and rebellion against Him. We have willingly done that. We're separated from Him, but He has made a way for us to be reconciled to Him and to be saved from the penalty of our sin. And He's made that way through Jesus Christ. My friend, your life will never be right. Your life will never be what God would have it to be or what you would have it to be until you know the God who is your creator and you know him through the Lord Jesus Christ, his son who he, whom he sent into the world to be our savior, our Lord, to make it possible that we might be reconciled to God. You'll never have the life that you want to live until you know the God who made you and the God who loves you. And today I encourage you to give your life to Jesus Christ because He is the way and the truth and the life and no one comes to that God except through Christ. 
And I invite you to give your life to Christ today by repenting of your sin, by asking Him to come into your life and to forgive you of your sin, and surrendering your life to His Lordship, asking Him to be your Savior. And the Bible assures us, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I encourage you to give your life to Christ today. Next Sunday, we'll continue our study in the creation account of the Bible. What a wonderful thing it is to study where we came from, and we know where we're going. Until next Sunday night, our prayer is that may God 